What up, though? Welcome to the Black Owned Only Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Washington, and I'm here today with my day one buddy. Yeah. Like, since ninth grade, 20-some years of friendship. Best pal. Best friend pal. Special buddies. Special buddies. Justin Jimerson of Providence Lane Entertainment. That is me. How you feel today, bro? I'm good. Solid, you know. Things glad are swell you, in my life. Glad you came here to do this for me, man. I appreciate you. Doing a lot, you know. You got, you got me doing a whole lot. Yeah, what y'all don't see is like Justin actually set up everything. Like, Well, not everything. Brittany, the lights. Brittany was here. Brittany set up the camera, but I hired Justin on as a DP. So one thing I want to talk to you about, bro, because we both in the industry mm-hmm. and we be on set a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... How often do you see people that look like us behind the scenes? I mean, it, it's it's rare unless I'm putting a shoot together or, <laughs> or somebody we know putting a shoot together. But usually, like, it's one of two things. Either I go in, I'm the only black person that's there, and I'm off in the corner after I do my job mm-hmm. on my phone looking at black shit. Or <laughs> I'm on set where it feel like a family reunion. So yeah. it just depends. It's just, there's no in-between. It's either all black or only Justin. Only Justin. So... That's one thing I noticed, though. When we do uh, crew up, mm-hmm. you always look for the black professional that we're looking for in the field. So audio, you hire my boy Just J Stone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Brittany, camera, you hire me, camera. Erica, you really make sure that you get a black presence on set. Is that something that you like wanted to go for, or is it just a comfortability thing with you? No, I wanted to go for that because when I first went on set, I was the anomaly. It was. No one there looked like me. So, and part of the reason is, is that since nobody's there that looks like me, nobody can extend the arm and bring me up. Mm. So I'm like, if I'm in the door, we all in that bitch. Like, <laughs> we there. Like, we all, usually, like you said, on my sets, you'll see every position is filled by a black person. Is, did you get that notion from anybody? Or is it just something that you just really want to make an aim focus on, like... I mean, I just wanted to focus on that because we don't have that helping hand. The reason that the sets look the way they do is because the people in the hiring positions look like the people that they're hiring. So when you have nobody that looks like you hiring, you're not going to have anybody else that looks like you. I feel you on that because it's a lot of sets that I be on. And if it's just me, it's really just me. Yeah. And sometimes I get the PA label on me. Yeah. No offense. but Or I get like... Uh, like I, I don't get the I don't get the respect on some of these sets that the qualifications that we have deserve. Yeah, because people they don't they don't see us, so they don't have that same reverence for us when we are there to do a job. I'm been on set where I'm there. I'm a department head as a DP, mm-hmm. and people don't approach me as a department head, and then they be like, "Oh, oh, you're oh you're you're just you're, you're, you're oh okay." <laughs> so yeah, so I made I made it a point to like hire black like to try to get more of us in the industry because. For instance, like growing up, when you would see the credits roll and you would see director of photography, mm-hmm. I thought he was just the person telling people what pictures to take. That's what I thought, too. I didn't know that he was responsible for what we saw because mm-hmm. nobody in my family worked in Hollywood. I didn't have no friends that worked in Hollywood. So now, me being in this position to be able to spread, like, you know, the knowledge and get all my friends in and to do a job that pays a lot of money, and you know what I mean? Like That's what I'm getting to next because people don't understand how lucrative – yeah, behind the, the scenes, is, is. Yeah. they like, always want to be in front and be the known. But you understand how 
good of a life you can have with a position behind the camera. Bro, I've been I've been freelance since 2016. I haven't had a job since 2015. That's what I tell people. Mm-hmm. Sometime around, it's been like seven or eight years. So one day I was talking to somebody and it was like, man, I hate, I don't want to go to work today. I hate, I hate going to work. And I was, I thought to myself, like, I haven't said those words in like seven years. And where were you at before that? I was working for Apple. Apple I was okay. tech industry. I had a bunch of weird jobs. Apple, I worked at the motorcycle shop. I picked prisoners up from jail when they got out. <laughs> what? Fresh out to take them in a Toyota, Toyota Corolla to drive them to halfway houses. So I've had a, a, a myriad of jobs. I didn't go to college. Okay. I just basically was just like a feather blowing from job to job. Mm-hmm. And then one day I got hit by a car on a motorcycle. And that's kind of what started all this. Like, Go into that up, story. I know it. But, you know, go ahead. Yeah. So in like 2009, I was heavy in a motorcycle. I worked at a motorcycle shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaving, the, leaving the job, I got hit by a car. Flew like 50 feet down the street, separated my shoulder, bike totaled. I ended up getting like 10 Gs from the, the insurance and all the accidents and stuff. So I was yeah. like, do I want to buy another bike that's going to cost me more money? Or do I want to buy a camera with something I've been interested in since I was a kid? Just never had no money to buy one. Okay. So I bought a camera. And that turned into like me being a photographer for like five years. And then I got bored with that. And I sold the camera, started traveling. I bought a new camera, started making travel videos. Mm-hmm. And then a girl I knew saw the video and was like, can you come into my job? She worked at a fast fashion company. I was like, can you film our social media videos? Yeah. And I was like, I ain't never done it before, but yeah, let's do it. And that was in 2014. And then within a year, I was making more money from two shoots than I was making for a whole month working at Apple. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. Peace out. That's what I'm trying to say. It's so, really lucrative behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, the positions are hard to get. When we're not doing the hiring. Yeah. But once we get in set, I mean, once we get on set. Yeah, that's why I started there. Providence Lane, really. I've had a couple different companies in this. I was, a, like I said, a photographer mm-hmm. with Justin Henry Photo. And then once I switched to doing video, I started Lear Digital Media. That was just a physical. Oh, before that, though. Don't forget us. Oh, the collective, collective films. Yeah, you so to we had me some, out of there, man. Man, my bad, bro. So, <laughs> so the collective was a, a group of friends, me, Mike, Tunde, and our homie Rich. Rich Stevenson. Yep, we yep. started a company called The Collective. Because of the reason that you don't see four black men With owning a, a, film, company, a production yeah. company. So we started that. That turned into Lear Digital Media, um, which like more where I was more hands on with the day to day, like running the whole thing. So that was just that was physical production. But now we have Providence Lane Entertainment. And that's more for like, I want to start producing more stuff. So okay. when you, you know, producers are the ones that are hiring. So if I'm in a seat hiring, we're about to have a party up in here. So I feel like. Uh, one thing you mentioned was like the collective films, mm-hmm. which I want to go back to because one thing I love is like where everybody's at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got your production company, boy, Baba Tunde worked for Disney yeah. and Rich works for who? He's like the is, is head it, of creative or? Head of creative is it? For Hooray. Hooray Media yeah. right now. That's not East Ray Productions. Okay. Yeah. So from us starting there and then, uh, you know, putting our time in, but being able to maneuver to positions of power and positions of where we can honestly hire people that look like us. That was big for me. Yeah, like a lot of people see me and see like, uh, like you know, think it's like overnight. You know what I mean? Like yeah, oh, I work for myself. Overnight. I do what I want. I travel. I go wherever I want to. Like, you know, I'm, I'm happy all the time. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand like, you know, in 2015, I was working at Apple part time. Like me and my manager Showing up getting to work in, like. <sighs> yeah, me and my manager getting into <laughs> it. Like because they pulling me off the floor like, can you come talk to me in the back? And we get to the back and they're like. 
Yeah, you're not smiling. Smiling enough. You need to smile. You need to smile. I'm like, but I'm slanging these computers though, but you mad because I'm not smiling. Like, so going from, that was in 2015. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, now we're in 2023. So it was a grind. Like, you didn't see the grind. You didn't see me basically cashing out my 401k for $25,000 to buy a, a red camera. You know what I mean? Making like certain sacrifices you don't see. Like I drove a 97 Honda Accord and the window, <laughs> the window didn't roll down and the trunk was smashed up. So every time it rained, it smelled like mildew in the car. <laughs> but these are like sacrifices so I can make, invest in my craft. You know what I mean? So like people don't see that part. You yeah, just we, see we now. We had sacrifices, bro. Yeah, we had to sacrifice a lot. Like with me, you, and Mo? Yeah. We lived in an a apartment that was like 300 square feet. Me, Mike, and our other best friend, Moses. Moses, yeah. Moses slept in the bed. I slept on the couch and Mike slept on the floor. So no one sees that. And that was for like two or three years. Yeah, we had to figure that out. Had to figure it out. But nobody, people just see me now and it's like, oh, you have these things and, you know, you're just so happy. And because, yeah, I found my passion and I found what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, real quick, though, the, the time in between jobs, mm-hmm. that can be like. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible, right? Yeah, like, you know, like we were saying earlier, you can make a lot of money doing this. A lot. A lot, like a lot of money. But the problem is I may only work twice a month. I may, only, I may work five times a month. And now with the strikes and stuff that are going on right now, yeah, yeah. it's, it's harder this year. So I'm down right it's now. Up, you know, strike, it's bro. great being a business owner, but trying to navigate that lifestyle is something that's a learned skill because it's hard. Like they say most businesses don't profit within the first three years. Mm. So and that's something that's big too because it's like you you got to get over that fear. You got to like jump out the window and just be like, "This is what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna put all my energy to it." Yeah, my uncle has been a business owner for forty years. He owns a like a landscaping service. And when I first decided to quit my job mm-hmm. and become an entrepreneur, I went to go talk to him. That's big that you have somebody that you can. Yeah, meet. like it was great. And he the first thing he told me he was like at the time he was like seventy years old, and he was like. The day you become comfortable is the day you're going to fail. Mm. And that's what be happening, bro. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I got it now. Yeah. Strike. Yeah, nah. It's, oh, I it's, got it. It's always, uh, it's always another level to unlock. Like, once you unlock this level, you got to keep looking upward to go to the next level because you just keep building, keep growing. Like, you, you never want to be, like, complacent or satisfied. And that's, like, what's kept me motivated. I've been doing this seven years, and it's been, it's been hard, but it's like I got to get to that next level. So that's, like, now my new task is, like, producing. I've been on some of the call sheets for things you produce, and one thing that you do, I know I feel like I'm going back, but you do hire black, but you make sure that there's professionals in that space. Oh, yeah. We're not just hiring you just because you're black. Yeah. Like, you got to at least know what you're doing. You got to know something. Like, like I brought people on. I'll put people on, and I'll put them on, like, a lesser position first Mm -hmm. just to get them in the the door to see, like, what, what they can do and, like, how they, you know, can work because, like, you never want to just hire somebody and they can't do the job. Yeah. Uh, even with the collective, I was big on professionalism. We, like, was. we had a homie in the collective that wanted to show up with all the gear and backpacks. And I was like, bro, we cannot walk in this door Let's get some Pelican with 10 cases. backpacks. We need to get Pelican cases. <laughs> we got to look like we know what we're doing because we black. They're automatically going to look at us and be like, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. And that happens a lot because they, they be talking to me on the phone. Of course, I'm going to use a certain voice. Then they see the name, Michael Washington. Oh, yeah. Then I show up. And they see me with locks, and I'm like, yeah, we're Bro, at least your name job. is Michael Washington. My name is Justin Henry Jimerson. That's perfect. That's as white as it gets. But when you walk in the door with that name, and then they see they you. see me, bald, black with a beard. <laughs> like I've been, I can look in their eyes when I walk in the door and tell, like it's like they weren't expecting me. But that's why I've learned my I craft. Love that feeling and, though, yeah, like because proving people wrong, yeah. when they be like, 
wow, we didn't know it was going to go like this. We need you next time. What's your availability? Like, yeah. that is what I, you know. I even had people that are, that are black do the same thing. I did an award show, and the director was, like, an older black lady. And she wasn't oh, yeah, really yeah, giving yeah. me no reverence at first. And then once I set up my equipment and started doing things, she was like, oh, my God. You're amazing. Like this, your setup is so. I'm I'm so enamored by your setup. Like, can you tell me more? Like, she wanted me to teach her how to how stuff, stuff work. Yeah. So it's like you know, like just knowing my stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's been a key thing for me. Like knowing, studying, and learning, and just growing, and going in and be able to back up like the air that I walk into the room with. And it, that's crazy because you like, no, you didn't go to school for this. No, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube University, bro. Yeah, it's free. It's out there. Anything. And when people call me and want to learn something. The first thing I ask him is like, have you looked on YouTube? Because I'm going to send you to YouTube. Yeah, that's the first thing. I was on YouTube. I used to follow the Final Cut King and then all these other, all these other people that would teach me how to do the editing and yeah. shoot because I'm a writer first. Yeah. But when some of the stuff I was writing was going to arbitration because they were trying to stick me up, mm-hmm. I wanted to start shooting some of my stuff. And that's mm-hmm. when I bought my first camera. Which start, helped to start me start on my journey. Camera, yeah. so. so that right there... Initially, like I didn't have any education on the film side. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what a C stand was or the lingo for different lights and stuff like yeah. that. It's just things that you learn once you on set. Mm-hmm. But the problem is okay. getting Get on, on set. set. So when you create your own set and you can bring people in, you know what I'm saying. And that is something you've done. It's people that you've hired. Or you know that, or we brought in like, hey Justin, get this person to look, and we brought in that are now hiring you for jobs because yeah. they done moved up. You yeah, it's, it's it's one thing they you know people always say like um, you always trying to network up and you looking up to the next person, the yeah. bigger person, but you got people that are in your circle right on the same level with you where you can network across. I had to learn and that. reach out to people that you know to get jobs done, and like instead of just you growing, you all gonna grow together. So. Like, if I can't, if I don't get the job, like, it, this just happened to me. I got interviewed to DP, like, a feature later this year. And they were like, oh, so we're inter- interviewing other DPs. Mm-hmm. So they had told me initially I got it. And it's like, we're going to send you the script. They never sent the script. So, I like, a week later, I hit them up. And it's like, oh, we're still interviewing people. So I said, cool. So then I get a call like, a couple days later from my, from my homie, Jared. And mm-hmm. He's I'm like, Jared. yo, I'm, I'm DPing this thing uh, later this year. I want you to be the guy for on it. And then he tells me what it is, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I lost the job to you." But in actuality, I'm still working on the job. Yeah. So it's like, and I and I brought Jared in on a lot of stuff when he first moved out here. Mm-hmm. So it's like just it's it's like cyclical, bro. It's just all it's a network of black creators that actually have a space to be on these sets, and not just like no offense, but like just music videos. That's where they want to start. I remember we yeah. we started doing weddings, bro. Yeah, I never I never worked with y'all on that shit. Oh, you didn't? No, nah, I never. That's more stressed that. than a lot of sets, bro. I don't, I don't, you only get one moment to capture and stuff. I'm okay. And I just yeah, saw and my lens cap is on. Just, so I didn't see you come down the aisle. Type. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm okay on that. <laughs> That's the stress I don't need in my life. But it's just the steps. I know I started, I started, I the first thing I ever filmed, it was a J. Cole song that I liked and I made a music video for. Oh yeah. We shot that in Inglewood. Yeah. Shot that in Inglewood. I started there and then to just get more reps. Cause that's what I feel like it's all about. Yeah. I just start doing odd jobs. So Parties, bar mitzvahs, weddings, anything where I could have a camera, I could work it. And, and then that allowed me to get to more comfortable with cameras and being on set. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to – it's like going to the gym. It's like playing a sport, bro. You got to get your reps in. Like, you're gotcha. not going to be good at it unless you practice at it. So, I take a lot of jobs, too. It's like one thing I'm telling people – I hear people say it's like, oh, don't work for free. Mm, but, like, that's – that's free. to me, that's like a detriment to somebody telling them don't work for free. 
it should be more like be smart about the jobs that you do for free. Because I've done a lot of jobs like before where people would be like, oh, it's going to be great exposure. If somebody leave with that, you probably don't want to do that. Yeah, that, that, that hurts sometimes. But if somebody's like, hey, I got this project, like, and, well, I don't have your rate, though. I can't really pay you what y'all can pay you, but I can pay you this. You got to assess that and be like, what's the future of this, you know, relationship? It's mm-hmm. all about networking. It's all about knowing, like, you know, you know on your way up, you're going to pass a lot of people. But sometimes you're going to pass the people, they're going to be coming down. So it's yeah. like, you got to... Just be smart about the jobs you say no to and say yes to because when I was a photographer, I hurt myself because I was like, my rate is my rate. I'm not taking nothing less than $500. I ain't you showing that. You had that in me too. You had, I had a lot of jobs I missed out on because yeah. you told me to be firm with that. But then Bad I learned advice. through trial and error, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not shooting. Uh-huh. I'm not practicing. I'm not making no money. And the guys that are taking the jobs, they're shooting the most. They're getting better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're starting to catch up to me where I was at. So then when I started Lear Digital – I was like, I'm not going to be as firm as I was because I want to get work and I want to get more reps. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have 1500 maybe you got like 800 Yeah, because it'd be like, I can't do it this budget, but next time I could probably hit you with yeah. your, your price. Yeah, and if you tell me that's your price, well, I can't give you all this, but this is what I can give you. So you got to just be smart about when you say yes or no because you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. That happens a lot. All right, <clears throat> so with Providence Lane, mm-hmm. what is the like – the goal for this business? Because, I mean, I know you have another company mm-hmm. <laughs> where you are starting, like, a rental house. Yeah. And that was something that was big for us when we first started is actually getting the equipment to shoot stuff that we need. So yeah. you starting a, a, a company where you're able to loan to people that look like us that might not have the best credit or the best insurance. Or just money. Just money to do it. Yeah. What made you want to start that? What, what made you want to have an actual, like... A grip and lighting company? Yes. So, yeah, me and my homie uh, Antar, we started this grip and lighting company just from a conversation, just talking to him. He's like, let's do it. So we started it in 2022. And the sole reason I started this car, I wanted to start a company, was because when I first started shooting, mm-hmm. I you know, learned about rental houses. You got to have insurance to rent from equipment it's got to be covered mm-hmm. so I got all that taken care of and I walk into a rental house that was owned by people that didn't look like me and I walk in and before he says hello or how can I help you he looks at me with this face like I wasn't supposed to be there <laughs> and then he asks me do you even have insurance like that was the first, first thing, thing out of his mouth was like do, and the way he looked at me it just was like do you belong yeah. to walk through these doors like these just white only <laughs> rentals like you know what I mean like yeah. that's how he looked at me so from that moment forward, I was like, if I'm ever, I want to be in a position to help people that look like me that might not know they don't need it. They, they need they insurance. insurance. You know what I mean? So it's more like. I didn't. They was like, the camera's 240 a day. Oh, I got $240. Yeah. Yes, but we need to put $2,000 yeah. on your. You got to have the total <laughs> of what the camera costs. The total costs with the cover. camera. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like just, I wanted to start it to help educate people and to give people that, that head start that look like me where they can go come to me and be like, I only got this much money, but I need to shoot this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can't give you the whole truck, but I can give you these stands and these lights for that price. For that price. And that's more than what they would give. They would go to somebody else. And then I would tell them, like, but you need to have go to this company, get insurance for this, mm-hmm. for this much to cover it. Like, this is how much something like this would normally cost. So going forward, they would know, like, they need a bigger budget to do the things they want to do. And exactly. it just, it's just, like, kind of educational, but also give somebody the help a hand that they wouldn't get if they went somewhere else. So with the two companies that you have. Mm-hmm. Where do you see them in, like, next five years? For Providence Lane, I want to, you know, produce more stuff. Like, right now it's kind of hard because not 
too many jobs are working right now. But when stuff right. gets back in order, I want to be like a go to for people to produce more stuff and also to hire out people. So someone come to my company and like, I need to shoot this. I need to crew it up. Yeah, I can crew it up for them. Or they need to do some creative producing. I can hire creative producers under my company's name mm-hmm. to produce something for them. And then with the grip and lighting company, just to grow. Like right now we have one truck, but like in five years, I hope to have like a five ton truck. You know what okay. I mean? Like a few five ton trucks. Just being on bigger shows, not just doing mostly like interviews and stuff, doing like movies and features and stuff. So it's just scaling. Like scaling is the name of the game in the next five years. Since I've been around you, you have always been one of the ones that like like to educate people. Mm-hmm. So for the ones that want to get into the film business, either producer, director, whatever it is, where can they like reach you at? Because you do respond. Yeah, I, I think, talk to everybody. I think Britt, my girl Britt on the cam, did you DM him? Yeah, like it started and from a DM about flying drones. DM about and we still have never went to go to fly, fly a drone. So, but we work together a lot and like... You know, I work for her all the time. She hire, I hire her all the time. So it's like yeah, she hired me. It all it all come from, came from a DM. So if you got questions, you want to. It's my camera. Yeah, it's your camera. If you got questions, you want to hit me up. You can find me on Instagram. It's probably the best place. It's J U S one zero Henry. So just ten Henry. He probably gonna put it in the in, in the Lower comment section or something. Or something but yeah. reach out. Like I'm always. Trying to help people like get on because I didn't have any help. I had to find all this out by myself. I would be much farther along if somebody helped me. So if you need help, hit me. Like I respond. You That's know? one thing that we that I'm gracious that we both do. Yeah. Is we never ever have a problem with helping anybody or educating. Yeah. Got it's a enough question, money out here. It's enough resources out here to help people. We don't have to like think that because this person is coming up in the same field as us that we need to like shun them so they can't surpass us or we're competing for the same jobs all the time yeah like like one thing i do want to say too with like questions and stuff like it don't matter what you want to do if you want to sell candles you want to make cupcakes you want to sell things from black owned businesses mm-hmm. like you just have to start start that's like it. Get you don't there. need all like the lighting and like if you, every camera every phone that's sold today mm-hmm. has a camera on it every if you want to start shooting Use your phone. It sounds so cliche when people say that. Like, you can, every camera is, whatever camera's in your hand is the best camera you have, which is true. true. Like, you don't need everything. You just got to start. Like, you can say all day long, like, I'm a DP. Yeah. I'm a DP. I'm a D-. And then somebody's going to say, oh, show me what you shot. And you're like, oh, uh, I haven't, I haven't hey, done it yeah. yet because I don't have this, this, and that. We live in a day and age, like, you can buy a DSLR for, like, 300 bucks that shoots 4K. My, my Canon 7D, I don't remember how much I paid, but yeah. Yeah. I you didn't you know just what start. was. My saturation was all over, I was all it, over the it place. It don't yo. even matter. Just start. Start. That's what Like, I mean. that's the key thing. If anybody that's watching this that wants to, like, have a black-owned business or just a business in general, mm-hmm. like, just start. Like, there's so many resources on YouTube. We got Google. Like, just start. Like, just it, start. it may not look like Oppenheimer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It may not look like not the creator. Not there yet. But, but yeah. as long as you – everybody got to start somewhere. I look at stuff in my phone. I go through and you're looking for another photo and you see a, a, another video or something. Mm-hmm. You look at it and I'd be like, I was trash like back then. But like you learn and you grow. But at least I just started. Mm-hmm. If I didn't start in 2009, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about this today. On the Black on Only podcast. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you coming through. No problem, bro. It's my boy, Justin Jimerson. You can hit him up again. Where? To the camera? Justin Henry. J-U-S-1-0 Henry. Oh, just on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I don't do nothing else. I ain't a TikToker. I don't be, you know, I don't be doing all my, yeah, I don't. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Black on Only Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mike Washington. My guest today, my day one, Justin Jimerson. See y'all later. <laughs>